Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue reading Ethics of the Fathers, Pirkei Avot, and we're in chapter 5, Mishnah 11. And last week we began with Mishnah 10 that says that there are seven types of punishment come to the world for seven kinds of transgressions, and we went through the first three ones. So today, it continues numerating transgressions and the punishments that come with them. Uh, as I said before last week, Hashem created a system in this world. There's a system, cause and effect. And there's certain things that have, uh, the, the, it's written what is the, the, the effect, uh, the direct effect to the, to the cause. So today it says, pestilence comes to the world for death penalties prescribed by the Torah that were not carried out by a court, and for illegal use of fruits of the seventh sabbatical year, the Shemitah year. The sword of war comes to the world for the delay of justice, when there's no justice, war comes, for the perver perversion of justice, and for rendering decisions contrary to the Halaha, Halaha is Jewish law. And, uh, F will wild beasts come upon the world for vain oaths and for desecrations of God's name. And exile comes to the world for idolatry, for immorality, for bloodshed, and for working the earth during the sabbatical year. So Rabbi Tversky in his, in his book, Visions of the Fathers, continues explaining these Mishnas. And he says that it is noteworthy that all the transgressions that are listed in these two Mishnas uh, that we have read, are the, uh, this Mishnah and the next Mishnah, I'm sorry, are the reasons for disastrous occurrences are all pain Adam Lehavero, which are offenses that are done from a person to another person. So there's three types of sins, one that you do to another person, one that you do to Hashem, and one that you do to yourself. So these ones are in relation to us, to other people. Uh, with the apparent exception of Hilul Hashem, which is the desecration of the divine name, and Avodat Sarah, which is idolatry. So even the violation of Shemitah year, the sabbatical year, every seven years the land of Israel has to rest, and we don't eat produce that is produced during that year. It's left open in the fields and whoever wants to go can take from it, but nobody can make profit from this uh, harvest of that sabbatical year. And so it is a sin that affects others. So when, when we are not careful with this, um, with this uh, law of uh, respecting the land, with giving it its Shabbat, the land on the seventh year, every seven years, it is a sin between us and other people because when the land is not taken care of correctly, everybody, <coughs> sorry, everybody suffers, everybody's affected by it because the crops of the sabbatical year are to be left for all to share because nobody can take uh, these crops so the poor people are affected by it because then they're not going to have food to eat so depriving the poor is certainly a very grievous sin but how do Hilul Hashem the desecration of the name of God and idolatry fit into this pattern and it says this appeared to affect only the relationship between man and God. 
So we have already noted that the Torah and mitzvot were given for the refinement of men. The whole purpose of 613 mitzvahs is for us to perfect ourselves, to refine our characters, to become righteous individuals, uh, God-fearing people. And as the Midrash says, of what difference is it to God how an animal is slaughtered? The mitzvahs were given to refine men. So if the, if the animal is slaughtered like this or slaughtered like that, what's the difference? Like if, if the mitzvah is given to refine you, the way you slaughter an animal is not going to make you a better person. It's not going to make you a more refined person. So God is absolute perfection. He, he, he knows what he's doing and does not need anything from humans. So if you have sinned abundantly, how have you affected him? So what he's saying here is, like, it doesn't matter whatever we do in our lives. It's not going to affect Hashem. Hashem is, was, and will be. Nothing that you say or do is going to affect him or is going to change him. He is what he is. And, and he's above us. He's above us. It's like if a three-year-old kid comes and makes fun of you, you're not going to get upset because it's a three-year-old kid. He has no, no maturity, no intellectual maturity. So you know whatever he's saying. It's a child. So you're going to laugh. Or if a crazy person comes and starts telling you crazy things, you're not going to get offended either because you know that person's not well in his head. It's not going to affect you. But if your best friend comes and makes fun of you or ridicules you in front of everybody, then that's going to affect you. So for Hashem, we are like that three-year-old kid. We're like that crazy person. It's not going to affect him because he knows who we are. He knows. He understands. So if you were righteous, what have you given him? So what's the whole purpose of refining ourselves, doing the mitzvot and being good people, God-fearing for Hashem? It really doesn't make any difference. He's going to be the same God. Nothing's going to change for him. So the emphasis on kevot shamaim, on honoring, uh, honoring and respecting God, is that we should accept his sovereignty over us and fulfill his commandments, which are to our own advantage. So this is so for our own good. Hashem is giving us all this as a gift. He gave us life. He made this whole world for us because he wants to share his perfection. This is the whole purpose of it. Hashem wants you to be a perfect person. Not like God, because we can never become like God. But he wants you to be the best person you can ever be. I, me, Margie, I have to be the best Margie. I don't have to be like Carolina. I don't have to be like Rivka. I don't have to be like anybody else. But I have to be the best me. So, so that we should. So this is the whole purpose of Hashem giving us um, the mitzvot. So while it may seem that the gravity of idolatry is because it is an insult to God, the fact is that God is not concerned about His honor for His own sake. So if we're insulting Him, but He's not concerned about Him. I wish they would not bother with me and rather observe my Torah. This is in, uh, in, Talmud, in the Talmud. Just as a loving father is concerned that his child who lacks an understanding what, what may be harmful for him should not endanger himself, the same way God cares that we should not do anything that would harm us. So when he gives us the mitzvot, really is a protection. It's a protection that we should be healthy in mind, 
in heart, in body, in soul, that we should be healthy, complete human beings that are in this world fulfilling his purpose and we're able to come to our potentials because we're being taken care of. But if a person is lacking in all these things, in all these refinements, is not working on himself, is doing whatever is going on in the world, whatever's going on, like the other day, I smelled horrible marijuana in my building here in New York and, and I said to, this, to, the, to the guy downstairs, it smells terrible and he says to me, but Mrs. Scherer, you have to get used to it. This is gonna be, a, this is gonna be um, allowed. This is gonna be something that everybody's gonna be doing everywhere. So I said, you know what, I, for me it's gonna be very hard to accept that people can, can do things that will eventually harm them. I cannot accept that. So the same way Hashem gives us freedom of choice. He, he gives us this ability to choose between good and evil. This is our choice. We have to take really into consideration that we have to know what is good and what is evil because we really, in our perspective, we don't know what's good and what's evil. We think we do, but we really don't. So that's why he has to give us the mitzvot. He has to give us all this Torah, all these laws, all these rules, all this way of life, so we can live the right way. And we should choose to, read, to live the right way. We should really try to be the best we can be. So the Talmud states that although scripture relates that the Israelites deviated to idol worship, this was not because they believed in the, in, in the least that the idols were of any substance, as we know. Jews by nature are very skeptical. They don't fall into whatever beliefs other people are believing. It rather, says the Talmud, they were looking for a dispensation that would permit them to gratify the desires that the Torah forbids. So they went into all these idol worship because they didn't want to keep the Torah. So there was an excuse. I don't, believe, I, I don't know if this is true. I don't think it's this way. I think it's this way. So it was just an excuse to get away from their responsibilities and in their heads work it out that it's okay to do whatever they were doing. So this phenomenon has repeated itself throughout history. When people feel that the Torah is too restrictive, they seek to find defects in the Torah, and by challenging the legitimacy of Torah, they feel free to reject its laws, with or without a statue. statue. Tampering with the Torah to suit one whim is not different than idolatry. So idolatry doesn't mean that you're gonna hug a tree and you're gonna pray to it. That doesn't mean that's idolatry. Obviously in those days, people would pray to the trees. But idolatry is anything that is not God. When you believe in anything that is not God, that is separate from Hashem, and that is idolatry. So all of Torah is to refine man, is to make us the, the person we're meant to be, and uh, that we have to accept that we have a limited intelligence, and we really, by ourselves, we cannot know what's right and what's wrong. So, so Hillel stated in it succinctly that all of Torah is do not do to others what you would not have to do to yourself and was reiterated by Rabbi Akiva that he says that you should love your fellow like yourself. So how does one consumption of, of eating non-kosher foods affect behavior towards others? How, why does the Torah tell us you cannot eat the pork? How can, if I eat it, it's my body, it's my digestive system, it's me, how can I be harming someone else? And so he says, he says, 
that that we are unable to fathom divine wisdom just as a child cannot understand that what his parents restrict him from doing is, is for his own welfare. We must have faith in, in that in that, inasmuch as the mitzvot of the Torah are not for the benefit of God, they're only for our own benefit and the benefit of those who are around us. So the gravity of idolatry is that it provides a person with a way in which he can justify all his desires. He can come to even believe that he's doing right and um, and it can be used to sanction immoral behavior, infanticide, and any act which is morally reprehensible. This is equally true to a Hilul Hashem, a desecration of the name of God, because it's the same thing. The patriarch Abraham said to Abimelech, because there is no reverence for God here, I fear that they might kill me in order to take my wife. So when there's no people are not God-fearing, they don't see that their behavior can affect other people or do wrong, then everything goes. They, 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 don't, they don't get that your actions matter. Everything you do, everything you say has an effect on the world. Sometimes a person can be very intelligent person, very important person, and many people like him and he's saying all these crazy things and then very vulnerable people can become uh, attached to this person and start believing the same way he does. So we, ha we, we don't live for ourselves. This is not true. It's not me and whoever doesn't like me is their problem. No, we have to be very responsible, not only for ourselves, but for other people. We have to have a, a, a perfect, um, way of, of behaving, trying to get there. It's not always easy, sometimes we fail and it's okay, but at least we should try to be decent human beings, to be an example to other people, especially Jewish people. We really need to work on this because we're the light of the nations. Everybody's looking at us, everybody. And they're always trying to look at our faults to justify their anti-Semitism and doing horrible, heinous acts. So it's very important that we really not only show ourselves, but show everybody around us what a Jew really is. So, so it says that both Avodat Sarah and Hilul Hashem therefore belong to the category of Bein Adam Lehaveró between men and men because they undermine the foundation on which proper behavior is built. So really, the, the Torah really refines us. It, it, it makes us better people. And, um, and when you're a refined human being, you are more a susceptible person. You're more sensitive to other people's needs, to other people's uh, problems. You're more sensitive to Hashem too. So the Torah really makes you the best that you can be. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.